As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The grand final was a couple of days ago now, and I've obviously watched it live on Sunday night. I was away for the weekend, but I watched it there. I've re-watched the game since. And, uh, you know, the Melbourne Storm, obviously they're the team that I said at the start of the season I thought would win the Premiership, and they have gone on to do that. A sensational season for the Melbourne Storm. I mean, when you consider everything that went on this year, obviously 2020, it's been a tough season for you know, everyone involved, you know, we've all, we all know about the Warriors, what they've had to go through, you know, the Canberra Raiders have had a pretty tough gig, Melbourne Storm, they've had it pretty tough themselves, yeah, they've been, you know, they got moved out of Melbourne, they, I think they got moved to Sydney, and then they got moved up to the Sunshine Coast, so, you know, it hasn't been easy for Melbourne, and I know no one wants to give Melbourne sympathy, and it's not really the storyline people wanted, but for me, I, I love this storyline, I love the fact that this is a championship system, a championship team that's gone on to, to deliver again, and as exciting as the Penrith storyline was, they're going to have their time over the next few years if they stick together. And they, they showed the other night that, you know, when a lot of things go against them, they were still able to hold together and be a really good footy side. You know, there's going to be plenty more opportunities for this Panther side, but I really think, you know, that, that Melbourne Storm team, they're special. I mean, you look at their premierships over the last 10 or 15 years, the guys they've had in that team. Like, if you just look at the specialised positions, I mean... You know, halfback and fullback. I mean, they've had Cooper Cronk, they've had Billy Slater, two of the best, if not the best, to ever play their position. Now they've got, you know, essentially a fullback playing halfback, essentially a fullback playing 5'8 in Munster. Pappenhausen, he was unwanted by the Tigers a couple of years ago. Now he's there winning the Clive Churchill medal. Just an incredible story, you know. And I heard Craig Bellamy say after the game that, you know, that, that, that this team is not the most skillful side they had. And he's spot on. But fuck, they've got ticker. Just so much ticker, and they just hang in. 
yeah, I said all year that the Melbourne Storm, they're just floating along. They're waiting for finals time. They were waiting to kick into gear. And boy, oh boy, did they kick into gear. Gave it to Parramatta week one. Um, you know, then went on and dusted the Canberra Raiders the week after. I mean, to put that many points on the Canberra Raiders and, you know, to dominate them in the, early in that game. I understand the Raiders coming off a game against the Roosters that would have taken a lot of gas out of them. But the Canberra Raiders, you know, they're a proper footy side. They are a resilient, tough defensive team. And Melbourne, they just did a number on them. It's just incredible what they've achieved. And for me, watching that grand final the other night, like the way that the Melbourne Storm started, I mean, it's so rare that you see a team kick off to Melbourne, they let it bounce and it goes out. Just incredible. And, you know, this is what I was worried about with the Penrith Panthers. And I said it last week against Souths. The number one thing they did that really worried me was that every time Souths made a mistake, they didn't make them pay for it. Now, in my opinion, you watch that first set of that of that game. Penrith Panthers, they threw nothing at them. They threw, It was an awful set. It was just sideways. They put in a pretty average kick at the end. There was just nothing doing. It wasn't the Penrith Panthers. And I understand they're nervous on that big stage, and that's fine. Yeah, they're not going to be nervous on that big stage next time. And at the end of the day, that's what I've been talking about all year, that experience matters, yeah. Guys like Nathan Cleary in that game, like I said all week that the Melbourne Storm, they would take away their biggest strike weapon. They did that to Nathan Cleary. That's the quietest game I've seen Cleary play all year, maybe in the last two years. Yeah, and Cleary's going to learn so much from that, and he's going to be such a fantastic footballer one day. But he is before his time right now. It was before his time to win a premiership, in my opinion. I compared it during the week to the 2006 grand final when... You know, the, the young Melbourne Storm, the team of the next decade, came up against the Brisbane Broncos, the team that had been dominant for the last 10 or so years. And they 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 just had a winner in their team, yeah? They had Darren Lockyer, and he guided them through that game and guided them to a win. And Cameron Smith, he did the exact same thing the other night. There was a set of six towards the back end where you could see Melbourne, you know, all the young blokes in the side sort of thought, you know, we're home here, we can start to throw the ball around. Brandon Smith made a couple of silly errors. They threw a couple of bad passes, a bit all over the place. And that's when you saw... Craig Bellamy up in the box just absolutely losing his head and Smith gathered them and he just took them back to basics he stripped it all away and they went for one set where they just went one off the ruck one off the ruck one off the ruck yeah and it got Melbourne back into the grind and that's the sort of thing that Cameron Smith can do he's got the ability to be able to read through a game they lost control of it for a little bit there and they let Penrith have a sniff because for a lot of that game Penrith were on top wasn't showing on the scoreboard because the Melbourne Storm defense was so resilient but they were definitely on top. And Cameron Smith, being the winner he is, he dragged them back into that game. Yeah, he dragged them back to their basic structures, stripped it all back, and just got them going forward. If Cameron Smith wasn't out there, they I don't think they would have won that game. I think the Penrith Panthers would have come home. He was incredible. Now, Ryan Pappenhausen, the fullback, he got the Clive Churchill medal. As I've said, he was unwanted previously. He was sensational. Such, such an impressive performance from the kid. I mean, that try he scored off the scrum. Obviously, a lot of it comes down to that defensive choice that Ivan Cleary had, Tyrone May or Brent Nade. He went with Tyrone May. And personally, I think he made the wrong decision, but I would have made the same decision as Ivan Cleary, so I'll wear that one as well. Um, but that, that try off the scrum, that was amazing. That's, prob- that's quite possibly the best individual try you will ever see in a grand final. Really impressive stuff. Now, obviously, the, you know, the big talking point, as it is rugby league, it always comes out, the big talking point is the referees. And you all know my stance on it, and I'll stand by it. You know, the good teams, they don't let referees decide games. And I know there's people sitting there because they've messaged me over the last few days saying, oh, you don't care about the referees because you were going for Melbourne. And you know what? That's fine. You can say that if you want. That's sweet. But if you've been following my page and everything for a while now, you'll know that even when I am going for teams or when I do have a bet on a team and I'm relying on it and a referee decision 
has an influence on the outcome of the game, doesn't decide the game. No referees decide games. Sooks will tell you that referees decide games. They do not. I stick by it. Yeah, there was a there was a game at the start of the year. I think it was Parramatta Manly. And I had my fair share of money on Manly that night. Um, and I was looking really good. And then right at the end, there was a forward pass from Tom Dravojevic that they ruled forward. Really 50-50, probably wasn't forward. Yeah, that one cost me a heap of money and everyone blew up deluxe. And I said that night, referees aren't going to be perfect. If you allow a referee to decide the outcome of the game, you haven't done enough in the game to win it. Yeah, that's as simple as it comes. If you're letting referees decide games, you haven't done enough. You haven't played well enough. And the reality is the Penrith Panthers, they did not play well enough to beat the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, you you cannot miss a beat when you're playing the Melbourne Storm. You have to punish them for their mistakes. They simply didn't. I mean, the Melbourne Storm, they led 26-0. In the 52nd minute, they led 26-0. Now, I know the Penrith Panthers had a couple things go against them. Deal with it move on. Yeah, they had the penalty try, which is a 50-51. I do think it was a penalty try. I think they got that one right. You cannot strike with your foot. It's pretty plain and simple. But I mean, the thing that kick-started them again was a, you know, was a referee call that allowed them to score off that try that was probably a shepherd. Now, those things happen. You've got to deal with it. And the Melbourne Storm did. Yeah, they got on with it. They dealt with the situation. Now, the reality is the Penrith Panthers, I mean, they scored their, their try to Mansour, the one before that, Crichton, that was a sensational try. He is such a good little talent. I said at the start of the year that he reminds me a real mix of Inglis and Israel Folau when they were young and coming into the NRL. And, geez, I saw a flash of it again there. Up against Branko Lee. Branko did a really good job all night to handle him. Just couldn't handle him on that one play. A really good battle between those two. It was sensational. They scored that try, and then Josh Mansell scored the next one. That was after Jordan Hughes got sin-binned, which was a fair enough sin-bin. That's fine. Um, but... You know, they only scored that try when they had 12 on the field. Then Brandon Smith got Simbin. They scored another one. So, you know, there was, you know, 12, 14, 16 points that I know everyone's telling me that referees cost Penrith the grand final. Like, you scored a lot of points off the back of referee decisions there too, yeah? It swings and comes both ways. I think Penrith, they've had a good rub of the green most of the season, to be honest with you. It's the way that you deal with referees' decisions that defines teams. And Melbourne Storm... They tend to get it right. And everyone wants to tell me Cameron Smith is a third referee, whatever. He's successful, so people want to bring him down. Unfortunately, that's how the general public is in Australia. It's terrible the way we are. Even the way, you know, he's doing his speech on the grand final the other night and the crowd's booing him. Like, please. That is one of the most respected men in Australian sport. He has done absolutely everything in the game and we couldn't even let him talk. All he did was compliment the Penrith Panthers. It's really embarrassing for me, you know, as you know, but being a small part of this game and for people to act that way, I just I can't deal with it. Now, the Melbourne Storm, they deserve that premiership. They were the best team in the NRL this year. They didn't have the seventeen in a row. They didn't have the highlights. But these games, these premierships, they're decided in the final series. And Melbourne Storm, they know finals like the back of their hands. This is why experience matters. I love what the Melbourne Storm did. They are a sensational footy side. If Cameron Smith does retire, they're gonna get Harry Grant in that side. Now, they're not going to be as good next year, but I'm not going to say they're going to be worse. They'll be different, and different can be a really scary prospect. I really like them to go back-to-back here. I think with Harry Grant in, it's going to be Cam Munster's team, and I can really see him stepping up. Obviously, I tipped him for big things this year, and he finished the season essentially on one leg, but you can just see they've still got something special down there in Melbourne. For years and years, we doubted them when, you know, people left or this happened. Billy Slater walked out of the building. Cooper Cronk left. We said, oh, they'll fall apart now. They'll fall apart now. Cameron Smith's going to walk out of the building more than likely. Harry Grant's going to step in. 
don't count this side out. We've been burnt too many times, and I've got a feeling there's a lot of people that might have egg on their faces all over again. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 